wonderful having the Boy Scouts today. Remember, the Boy Scout signal is this. Now, many times, yeah, right, you got it. So many times, somebody might say, Scouts Honor. Now, over the past 100 years, over 100 million boys were involved in the Boy Scouts of America. So think about that for a moment. Over the past 100 years in our nation's history, over 100 million, not 1 million, 100 million boys were involved in Boy Scouts. And so that meant something when you said Scouts what? Scouts honor. It reflected back that a scout is uh, trustworthy, brave, clean, reverent, but more importantly, that a scout is morally straight and mentally awake. What they say means something, because sometimes in America, we no longer buy into what scouts honor or anybody else's honor, which leads me into the sermon today. Have you ever been tricked, duped, or gaslighted? Have you ever been tricked? Did somebody ever dupe you? If you ever listened to someone and found yourself in a bad situation or taken somebody's bad advice and found yourself in a world of hurt or been gaslighted, I'm going to get to gaslight in a bit. Has that ever happened to you? You don't have to raise your hand. Somebody duped you or tricked you and you found yourself in a bad way. Well, it's making its way back into our American vocabulary. It's called being gaslighted. You might say, what does it mean to be gaslighted? Well, gaslighting is this. It's based upon a 1938 play called Gaslight. And in that play, a person is being duped to think, to think in a way that's not real. And another person is gaslighting them. They're, they're continually presenting to them lies and half-truths that they think a different way that's not really reality. It's called being gaslighted. This is how it happens. It's meant to manipulate others. So I'm only going to share part of the truth because deep down inside, I want to manipulate you. I want to manipulate you. I want to trick you. Um, it also means I blind a person to reality. So if I'm gaslighted, I'm blinded to reality. I can't see reality for what it is. Now, now follow me back into history. Both Vladimir Lenin, the founder of communism in Russia, and Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propaganda minister, both knew this reality, that if you tell a lie long enough to a person and you continually repeat that lie over and over again, the same lie, people eventually what? Say it. They'll believe it. If you repeat a lie over, over, and over again, they both had the same scorecard. They both had the same game book, both Lenin and Goebbels. If I repeat a lie long enough, frequent enough, people will buy it. Uh, the other thing a gaslighter will do is they'll give you cheesy compliments. Oh, I, you know, I, I really like the color of your shoes. They look really nice today. Or your hair looks somewhat nice. They're really not interested in how you're doing, but they're going to give you a cheesy compliment to make it sound like a person really cares for them. So it's, it's flattery. You know what a flatterer is? A flatterer is someone who will give you a compliment, but to nobody else. So, so it's meant to manipulate you. The other thing a person they gaslight is they refuse to understand others. My mind's made up, and I don't want to hear what anybody else has to say. What anybody else has to say in that situation, it cannot matter. My way or the highway. And finally, a person who gaslights others, they'll divert conversation. So if we want to talk about subject A, well, I only want to talk about subject B or C. This is somewhat popular in America today. You ever heard this? What about? You bring up an issue and somebody says, well, yeah, but what about this? What about this? What about this? They change the conversation. So to be gaslighted, friends in Christ, means a person's been duped. Uh, They've been bamboozled. They've been tricked. Um, They drank. Well, we'll get to that soon. So let's talk about gaslighting examples. There's historically great and small ways to gaslight people. Now, you probably, many of us don't recognize the picture on the right, but his name is Jim Jones. You remember him? 
he gaslighted a number of people in the San Francisco Bay Area to think that he's this wonderful minister and he took them all to a South American country and when people found out that he was gaslighting them, he made them drink his beverage of choice, which is what? Say it. Yeah, they drank the Kool-Aid. They were gaslighted, diverted from reality so long, they heard the same lie so long, they were given cheesy compliments that they can no longer understand reality. I know it sounds odd, but it's true. They've been gaslighted. Uh, cults many times gaslight people. Um, I'm thinking about in Waco, Texas. Do you remember that? The compound they held out? Well, there are PhDs and masters, people with master's degrees in that compound who are gaslighted. And they really believe that their follower was the Lamb of God. They were gaslighted. Do anybody remember the Hale-Bopp Comet? Remember that? There are people gaslighted that believe that there's a spaceship behind the Hale-Bopp Comet. And that when they die, they're going to go to the spaceship. I know it sounds really odd, but they are what? Gaslighted. They can no longer see reality. Um, so it was a number of months ago that... Um, we are going to buy something for, for our granddaughter and it's going to come in through the post office and we received a notice uh, through our email on our phone that if we paid the bill beforehand, they'll just deliver it to our door and we don't have to go to the post office and buy it, okay? And you, you're sort of catching what's happening here. So we paid like the 650 charging fee and handling fee, supposed to come to our door and about two weeks later we noticed nothing was there and we found out that we were gaslighted. Uh, it was a bogus company. Uh, the, the, the post office doesn't do it. If you want to get something from the post office, you're going to have to what? Go to the post office and pick it up. But luckily, we called up our bank and we lost so much money. But that was the way that we got gaslighted. And by the way, another way people try to uh, gaslight you, it's happened to us, is that the IRS will call you by phone. Now, nobody likes a phone call from the IRS, but that's wrong because the IRS will never contact you by phone. What's the only way the IRS will contact you? Say it. By mail. We all go to the mailbox. Is it someone from the IRS? I'm just kidding, okay? These are ways that people get gaslighted. They get duped. So back in the Old Testament, there are twins. The name was Jacob and Esau. And Jacob was born first, and Esau was born later. And Esau was a really hairy guy. The picture there doesn't do it right. Now, in Hebrew culture, the older son always had more privileges. Hence, he was a firstborn. He got the birthright from his dad. He inherited most of dad's stuff. Now, now, Jacob is sort of a deceiver. He knows how to gaslight. And he duped Esau. When his dad was going to give the birthright, Jacob put a bunch of fur on himself. Dad couldn't see well. Dad couldn't hear well. And dad gave the blessing to who? Jacob instead of Esau. An example of gaslighting being duped in the Bible. Now, things aren't much different between first century, Ameri first century Corinth and 2023 America. That, that's where Paul did ministry at. It's a city in Asia Minor. Uh, matter of fact, you know the books, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Well, they were being gaslighted. How? Well, first of all, they were spiritually immature. Just like my wife and I didn't know that the post office doesn't send things through email, people are spiritually immature. I, I got confirmed, and I really don't know much about the faith since then. I really don't invest much in my faith. I'm spiritually immature. I might be 55 or 38 or 29 years old, but I act like a 12-year-old when it comes to my spiritual maturity. I'm spiritually immature. I just don't know a lot about the faith. I don't really react well as a Christian. Uh, they had imaginary friends in that church. What do I mean by imaginary friends? They're people who pretended to be your friend, but they're only using you for their agenda. Uh, I only see you as an agenda and a means to an end. You're just another business contact for me. You're another person I'll vote the way I want you to vote. They had imaginary friends there. They weren't their friends at all. 
And what else about that? Well, they had super know-it-alls. In that church, there's people who claim to know everything even more than St. Paul. Now, this is what the super know-it-alls claim to know. The super know-it-all said, I disagree with St. Paul's theology. Well, how's that? Well, super know-it-alls in that day were Gnostics, and they didn't like the idea of God in the flesh. Well, the whole Christian faith is God in the flesh. We believe that on Christmas, who became person? Say it. And he was born in the flesh on Christmas Day. And we believe that God in the flesh ministered to people. Hence the hymn, God in flesh made manifest. And God did his miracles in various ways. He changed water into wine. He healed the lepers. And he healed those who were paraplegics. God in the flesh. And eventually God in the flesh died for all of us. And then Jesus died and he rose in the what? Flesh. And we believers know on the last day we'll get resurrected what? Bodies in the flesh. And the super know-it-alls didn't want anything to do with the flesh. It goes against the very grain of Christian doctrine. And finally, sometimes people say this. They have their favorite pastor, their favorite teacher, favorite DCE, or their favorite church. And sometimes people share with me, oh, I really like so-and-so. He was just a great pastor. I really loved those days when he was here. Oh, I really like this DC. Man, those are really special times. Oh, 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 I really like this teacher. They were one of my favorite teachers. And I had them in class. They meant so much to me. Oh, I really like this time period in church, like from 1981 to 1984. It just was a great time to be there. When people talk to me like that, I get a little concerned because the message of the cross still goes what? Forward. It isn't about this pastor or that teacher or this DC or this. It's about the work of God in Christ now. God in flesh now. And so these are ways that people got gaslighted and they thought about things like this. So this is how St. Paul dealt with it. First of all, he dealt with it directly. I'm going to deal with people who are gaslighted directly and he spoke this to them. Can you all read it with me? So Paul called out the Christians in Corinth and said, are you infants? Are you this immature in your faith? You can't see this? Remember, those who stand for nothing fall for what? Anything. So Paul calls them out. He calls them out lovingly. He says, you're infants. You're thinking the way the world thinks. Stop doing that. He calls them out specifically. Then he says this. Can you read it with me? And so what Paul says, God says, it doesn't matter who the pastor is, who the teacher is, who the DC is, God will work his will and God will work his word through them no matter who they are. So you might have a pastor who maybe planted seeds in people, another pastor watered them, another pastor gets to see the growth. You might have a teacher who watered somebody's faith and another teacher gets to see the results. Notice God gives the growth. God works in different ways through different people for his will. So I was thinking about pastors here at St. John. I don't have them all. There's Pastor Haber Street, and Pastor Koenig, and Pastor Loring, and Pastor Salmon. I'm not getting them all. And there's a Pastor Sheeman, eventually Pastor Muse. But God works his will through all of them. But who gives the growth? God does. Sometimes they find themselves in different stages of people's lives. So Paul says, listen, it's not who's favorite. It's that God's working through these people. Then Paul safeguards us from gaslighting. Truthfully, he speaks the truth to us. Do I view myself among the baptized? So people, some people have asked me, what do you think of your conference last week? You were at Doxology. 
one of the big takeaways from doxology if you talk about identity. Do you see yourself as a baptized person or do you see yourself just as a person in the community? Do you see yourself and maybe how am I doing compared to others? Is my car nicer than others? Is my life going better than others? Or do I see myself as a what? Baptized child of God. Because how I identify myself is how I'm going to live out my life. If I see myself as just one of many people and I just want to have a good time like everybody else, I'm going to live my life very differently. Or do I view myself as what? Being baptized. Do I identify myself with a baptized community? Am I given to a life of Bible study? Or do I see that just for children? Do I open up the Bible and read it? Um, Lent's coming up. We're getting devotional books, Promised Treasures. Do you read Portals of Prayer? Do you invest in the Word of God? If not, I remain, a person remains spiritually mature. Um, is my thinking by the mind of the Holy Spirit? Or do I think how the world thinks? Because the world says this, the more, the bigger, the better, the greater you are. That's not the mind of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit thinks of different ways. Maturing in Christ, being godlike, selfless. And finally, does the Holy Spirit lead me to the deep things of Christ? What is best and right to do at all times? To realize that I believe in the resurrection of the dead. Friends in Christ, do you go th- when you go through crisis, do you realize that God is with you? Am I fearful of losing someone? Do I realize I'll see them again in the kingdom of heaven? When I see somebody else, do I see them as just a person on the street, or do I see them as one of whom Christ died? We're gaslighted as God leads us truthfully. And finally, God's word sends shepherds, teachers, servants who guard us from gaslighting lovingly. He sends us servants to teach us the word. Now, Pastor, you just got done saying my favorite. This isn't about the favorite. It's that God sends servants here to share the love of Christ with you personally lovingly in a variety of ministries. In a variety of ministries. Can y'all read the Bible verse with me? So to keep from being gaslighted, be in the Word of God, hear His shepherds and teachers, grow in the faith, identify yourself as one being baptized, realize who you are and who you are to God, all by God's grace. So how about this for a closing thought? Scout's honor. Can y'all read it with me? Then you. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.